Hello, everybody. This is John with Catholic for Rednecks. I appreciate you dropping by my humble little podcast. Be sure to like it, subscribe, share, follow, and give me a five-star rating. You know, um, the first time that I was ever invited to go to a Catholic Mass kind of traumatized me. <laughs> my wife invited me to go to the Ash Wednesday Mass in March of 2013. And to tell you the truth, my stomach was doing flip-flops from the time she invited me until about halfway through the Mass itself. So I know what it's like to be fully 100% Southern Baptist or Presbyterian or Pentecostal and never have been to a Mass. I know how it can be intimidating to a lot of people. Uh, If you've never been to a Mass and someone invites you or somehow you want to go on your own, then uh, it can be intimidating because everybody knows that the Catholics do a lot of standing and kneeling and bowing and all these weird hand signals and gestures, and there's just so much going on, and you don't know what to do, and you feel lost and like everybody's looking at you. So uh, set your mind at ease if you ever decide to go. I just want to give you a few tips to make it easier for you. So first of all, everyone knows you're not Catholic if you go to a Mass and don't know what to do, okay? Um, Sometimes, every now and then, I have a police and security and military background, so I'm always watching for suspicious people. But I can point, I can notice someone. If I see someone I don't recognize, I can tell right away if they're Catholic or not. Um, because if they don't know what's going on and, and not participating, I know that they're not Catholic. But that's cool. We're used to having visitors. I've had uh, lots of family come, and I didn't know what to do at my first Mass. I was totally clueless. And that was a big factor in my nervousness is not knowing what to do. So get over that and don't worry about trying to do anything. So the first thing you notice, and and let me say this first, most every Catholic church around the world is just about the same. There may be some differences in architecture or the setup, but they're basically the same anywhere you go. That's one of the great things about being Catholic. I can go to Mass in any country, any part of the uh, United States and, and feel right at home. I know my way around. So when you walk in, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to see a font. Um, my nephew described it as a big concrete thing. It's like a, a, a fountain or something. A, um, I don't know what word you would des- describe. It's full of water. That is a baptismal font. Now, it is located in the front of the church, so that it's the first thing you see when you enter and the last thing you see when you leave, and it's got holy water in it, and Catholics will dip three fingers into it and make the sign of the cross, and you're supposed to remind yourself of your baptismal vows of your uh, confession of faith when you do so. And uh, the next thing you do is you walk forward, and depending on where you're going to sit, um, the manner, now you don't have to do this, any of this as a visitor, but if you want to, you can. 
uh, when you find the pew where you're going to sit, the, uh, trust, the tradition is to bow down on your knee, make the sign of the cross, then go sit down. Now, Catholic churches, um, now I grew up Baptist and Pentecostal, and we talked and talked about football and talked about fishing and talked about everything with our friends, and it was a time of socializing and fellowship, and then the pastor would uh, try to get us to quiet down so he could start the service or whatever, but uh, that's not the case in the Catholic Church. Um, usually the custom is to remain very quiet and reverent. A lot of people will pull down the kneelers, get on their knees and say their prayers, you know, to give God thanks for the week, to uh, pray God's blessing <clears throat> on the week to come, maybe to pray a rosary. But uh, we usually just sit there very quietly and um, then... The next thing you probably need to know is why you're kneeling. And that was one of the first questions I had. Well, if you look to the front, there's an altar. And a lot of churches say they have an altar, but that's just a carryover word from the Catholic Church because only the Catholic Church has an altar. An altar is where there is a sacrifice. So I don't know how you would wrap your mind around this. It took me a while, but we believe that the Mass is actually called the sacrifice of the Mass. We believe that it is the same sacrifice that Jesus made when he died on the cross and that we are transported through time supernaturally to that very moment where Jesus is sacrificed on the cross and we become one with that event. And it's, that'll be another podcast. If you look forward, you've got that altar, and it's got a sheet over it, just like a body would in a in a in a morgue, to be honest, burial sheet. And there's various napkins and things up there. Um, those all have to do with the sacrifice of the mass. And you look behind that, and usually there's a um, a relic embedded in that um, altar, maybe a bone of a saint or a martyr or something. And then you look on the wall up there and you usually see a big crucifix. And uh, that is to remind you that Jesus died for you. It's to remind you he suffered and it's to remind you that you're going to suffer. Uh, the Catholic Church is, you know, one of their big things is suffering. So indirectly... Below that, you'll see a thing usually that looks like a golden box or maybe like R2-D2. You'll see this gold or um, container. It's called the tabernacle. And you'll see usually uh, two angels with their wingtips facing it. Um, inside that R2-D2 looking thing, the tabernacle is where they keep the host those little round pieces of bread that we take at communion. Now, the Catholics believe that Jesus is in that communion. We believe that when the priest blesses the bread and wine, that they become the real physical body of Christ. So 
look at it this way when you walk in. We believe that Jesus Christ himself physically is enthroned, just like the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, right there in front of us. So that's the reason we're bowing our knee, because we are before the King of Kings. Okay? And you'll notice that there's also a red candle near that tabernacle. And when there are, um, when the host is in there or the Eucharist, whatever you uh, think of it as, when that candle is lit up, that means that Jesus is in that tabernacle. And to show reverence. So every time we pass in front of it, every time someone goes up front to read a scripture or whatever, they bow or kneel. They're giving reverence to God because we Catholics believe that that is Jesus there. So that's why we bow. Um, throughout, And then there's an order to the Mass. Now, what I would suggest, if you are really hardcore interested in the Catholic Church, if you really want to know, I would suggest this. I would get me a Bible that's pretty easy to understand. And I would start reading the book of Revelations. Now, I read the book of Revelations many times before I was Catholic. But it didn't take me about a, probably about three or four weeks before I realized that the Catholic Mass was sort of like a mirror of the book of Revelations. Just about everything that we do in a Catholic Mass can be found in the book of Revelations. You've got the Word of God. Uh, you've got the wedding feast. You've got all the lampstands, the robes, the saints. You've got all the bowing, the kneeling, and uh, we say a lot of things that's in the book of Revelations out loud. But uh, we usually um, sing a song called the Glorium, and sometimes, like at my parish, we sing it in Latin, and I prefer to sing it in English because I feel like a lot of people miss out on the words because the hymns that the Catholic Church sings are full of doctrine and theology. And I think it's very important. Now, we sing the Glorium, and uh, it's very beautiful. And we confess our sins. We do a thing where we repent of our sins. Um, we do, after the sermon, the sermon is called a homily. It's usually not that long. There's a couple of priests I know that preach too long, but usually it's, um, you know, 10 minutes or less. Um, some shorter than that, some a little longer. But uh, we take up an offering. We say a bunch of prayers. And uh, one of the more important things is that we all stand up and confess the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed. And that's very important because we are confessing out loud what we believe. And I know that the Baptists and such, they say you have to say a sinner's prayer and accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Well, that's exactly what we do. Every Sunday, we all confess the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed, and we are confessing our faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We are proclaiming him as Lord. And then we have the part of the Mass where we have communion or the Eucharist. And, you know, it's only for Catholics. A lot of people say, why can't we take communion? Well, you have to be Catholic to take communion. And the main reason is, is Catholics believe 
that that communion, the bread and the wine, are Jesus himself. According to Jesus' own words in John chapter 6 and in other places, a Catholic believes that the communion, the Eucharist, is Jesus. It's very important to believe that. And that's what separates the Catholic from a lot of other religions and denominations as we believe that the Eucharist is Jesus. So you must be Catholic because we know that others do not believe that. They believe it's a symbol or a saltine cracker or whatever. So they don't need to be taken to communion unless they know what it is. So it's a sacred, revered thing. So if you go... There's a few times where we hit the knees two or three times, and we also say the Lord's Prayer out loud together. And then you can go forward and get blessed if you're not Catholic. When everybody starts lining up to take the Eucharist, you can simply go forward, cross your arms, across your chest. The priest will know that you all are there for blessing. He will bless you. And, uh, you know, the regular Catholics, they go forward and um, they get up there and they take the communion um, at my church, mostly on the tongue, stick your little tongue out. And the priest has a way of putting it on your tongue without touching your tongue. Or some people will cup their hands together and receive communion that way. But there's a lot of theology in the Mass, but that's just the... um. You know, just to highlight. So if you get invited to Mass and you don't know what's going on, you're not sure, don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. Just go. You can just sit back and relax and enjoy it. There's no one going to judge you for not standing or kneeling. Nobody's going to judge you for not going forward. And one of the things I love about the Catholic Church is people don't get in your business. When I went to the Pentecostal Church, and they found out you as a visitor. You'd have 10, 15, 40 people hugging up on you, wanting to know who you were, giving you a visitor card, trying to give you something, trying to tell you something. I'd have crazy people walk up to me and start prophesying, and you won't get any of that. Um, it's not that we don't care who you are. It's just that we're there to worship God. And that's all we do. We all do not have nursery or children's church because we believe the entire family should be there for the Eucharist to hear the Word of God. So some of the Catholic churches have what they call a cry room, where if your kid's screaming up a storm, then you can take them to the cry room. But the Catholic church I go to, we don't have one. We just take them out in the foyer if they get too loud. But it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, the Catholic Mass. And I'll do some more podcasts explaining the theology behind it. But uh, remember this as I close. Every single item, every single movement, every single song during that Mass is on purpose. There's nothing up there is filler. Nothing up there is just uh, doing something. It, everything means something. Every candle, every color, every bell, everything up there means something. It's all important. And this Catholic Mass has been going continuously from the Lord's Supper 
when Jesus was about to suffer his passion all the way down to right now. The Catholic Mass is just about 2,000 years old. It's the longest running religious service in the Western world. So go to one. If you've never been, just go and just take it all in. And we'll talk to you next time.